It was good to hear Brother Jeff preach a message uh, this morning and, and uh, prayer. Prayer is very needful uh, for the work of the ministry. Uh, we've all been uh, called to the work of the ministry. I won't be preaching on prayer tonight. <clears throat> the title of my message is God Will Strengthen. God Will Strengthen You. And it's encouraging to know that God will do that for those who call on him and those that, that are his. Now, we're going to be in Isaiah, Isaiah chapter 40, Isaiah chapter 40. And we're going to pick up there in verse number 27. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel, my way is hid from the Lord, and my judgment is passed over from my God? Has thou not known, has thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary? There is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth their strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fail. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, and they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Let's pray. Most gracious and heavenly Father, Lord, I know that you are a gracious and merciful and a wonderful God. Lord, I pray that, that tonight, Lord, that you help me uh, to say what you want me to say tonight. Lord, I pray that, that if there's someone here, Lord, in this congregation that, that just needs to be encouraged, I pray, Lord, that they be encouraged tonight. Lord, I pray that we all be encouraged. And Lord, more than anything, Heavenly Father, we pray that, that your name be exalted and, and that, your, that you be magnified and glorified tonight. Again, we thank you for your amazing love and your grace. And it is in the name of Jesus Christ that we pray. Amen. So, to get the context of this, uh, of Isaiah chapter uh, 40, you really have to read the previous chapter. And so I'm just going to highlight a little bit of what's going on there. At, the time, at this time, uh, Hezekiah is the king of Judah. And at this time, <clears throat> well, Hezekiah, he comes on with a, a, a sickness. And Hezekiah, he's, he's, he's basically going to die. And Hezekiah pleads out to God. And, and he's, he's broken about his situation. And, and he cries out to God. And and, and God adds, adds life to him. He lengthens his days. And during that time, Hezekiah is so excited, and, and, and I'm, I'm, as many of us would, right, 15 more years? And so Hezekiah is excited, and, and uh, uh, 
there's some messengers come from Babylon. The king of Babylon sent some messengers uh, to, uh, to Hezekiah, and, and they had heard that he was sick, but they also heard that he had recovered. And Hezekiah is excited, and, and he lets them into his home, and, and he lets them see everything that he has in his home. And God was not pleased. And God said, uh, sends his man, Isaiah, and if we can uh, read Isaiah uh, chapter 39, and we're going to be looking at uh, verses 3 through 7. Then came Isaiah the prophet unto King Hezekiah, and said unto him, What say these men? And from whence came they unto thee? And Hezekiah said, They are come from a far country unto me, even from Babylon. Then said he, What have they seen in thine house? And Hezekiah answered, All that is in mine house have they seen. There is nothing among my treasures that I have not showed them. Then said Isaiah to Hezekiah, Hear the word of the Lord of hosts. Behold, the days come that all that is in thine house and that which thy fathers have laid upon store until this day shall be carried to Babylon. Nothing shall be left, saith the Lord. And of thy sons that shall issue from thee, which thou shalt begot, shall they take away, and they shall be eunuchs in the the palace of the king of Babylon. Then said Hezekiah to Isaiah, Good is the word of the Lord which thou hast spoken. He said, moreover, for there shall be peace and truth in my days. So what I want to point out here is that that the children of Israel, the the prophecy uh, uh, is foretold here about the captivity of the children of Israel and Babylon. We know that uh, Babylon is going to come and, and they're going to take everything uh, in Israel, and, 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 and they're going to take uh, Israelites to, to another country that they know not of. And everything that, that, that belonged to them is going to end up in the hands of the king of Babylon. And then we get to chapter 40. Now in chapter 40, it is God foreseeing the children of Israel, and God, we see the, the, the glory of God in chapter 40. We see the grace of God in chapter 40. And so with that in mind, reminding you that, that this is speaking of the time that they're in captivity. God foreseen. And look at verse number 27. Why sayest thou, O Jacob, and speakest, O Israel? God is saying that Israel is saying, hey, why do you say? God says, why do you say this, Israel? Why are you saying this? And Israel says, my way is hid from the Lord. Remember that they're in captivity. Uh, God is foreseeing them in captivity. And, and, and one thing I know, if you, if you read uh, uh, the Jeremiah 
and lamentations and he's lamenting over Israel and, and, and what occurred in Israel. And, and the taking away of, of the children of Israel and all their possessions. And, and if you can just picture what was going on in Israel at this time. If you could just picture uh, them being dragged off to an, a, a, a land that they know not of. And, and those that were, that were murdered before their eyes. And, 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 and the children, families being separated. And, and, and just chaos in the, in the land of Israel at this time. Uh, in the time of their captivity. And Israel crying out to God and saying, My way is hid from the Lord. Crying out saying, My way is hid from the Lord. God, what have you forsaken me? God, have you forgotten me? God, where are you? Why hast thou not answered me? And my judgment is pleased, is passed over uh, from my God. When those that have wronged us, we want God to judge righteously uh, against those that have wronged us. And so if this is a plea to God. Hey, God, uh, uh, you, you have, they, they have wronged me and, and you're doing nothing about it. God, you've forsaken me. You've forgotten me. This is a cry. And God answers. This is a cry in a time of discouragement. In a time in, in, in that, that there's, there's a, a difficulty. A time when it feels like God isn't answering. Have you ever been there? Have you ever been in a, in, in a, in a place that, that you feel that, that God isn't answering you? We heard the message this morning that, that we're, we're to reach this world with the gospel. And, and I'm going to make the application tonight here. See, Israel was going to a land that they knew not of. And in that land, Israel was going to be persecuted. They were going to, uh, uh, they, they were going to uh, be uh, falsely treated. And they would cry out to their God. And it would seem as if God was not answering them. And I, as I was looking at this, was studying this chapter here, I believe that this chapter was a, a reminder for Israel that God had not forsaken them, that God is still a God and, and God can still uh, strengthen his people. And it's a reminder of the God that we serve. See, there's going to be times of discouragement. There's going to be times when we feel like God is not answering our call. God is not answering our prayer. 
And so tonight I have three points for us tonight. That in these times that I feel would be good for us to be reminded of. And number one is remember who God is. We have to remember the God that we serve. Look at verse 28. Has thou not known this is God answering the cry? This is God answering Israel. Has thou not known, has thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, have you not heard? I'm sure that they have heard uh, things about their God. I'm I'm sure that that they have heard, and, and there was things in their life that they also, that they knew. Just like us, we, we hear, but there's also things in our life that we know about God. And that is that God is the creator. Look at uh, verse number 20 in chapter 40. I mean, verse number 12 in chapter 40. Who had measured the waters in the hollow of his hand? And measured the heaven with the span, and comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure, and weighed the mountains and scales and the hills in a balance. Who is it that has done that? The, 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 the Bible says that, that that word hollow there, it says hollow of his hands have, have measured the, the waters in the hollow of his hand. That word hollow, it, it means palms. It is as, as if God had had all the waters on the, on the face of this earth in the palm of his hands and he measured the waters. This is the God that we serve. The creator. And meted out heaven with the span. The idea there is that that God spread his fingers and he measured heaven with the span of his hand. This is the God that we serve. And comprehended the dust of the earth in a measure and weighed the mountains and scales and hills in a balance. And look at verse number 25 of the same chapter. To whom then will ye liken me? Or shall I be equal, saith the, the Holy One? To whom can we compare God to? What is there on this earth that we can say, yes, God is like that or that is like God? I hear people uh, say things uh, like trying to find a way to uh, figure the Trinity. I've heard a boiled egg or, or a, a block of ice or I don't know, just all kinds of weird stuff. And we try to find ways to, to figure out this God, this, this amazing God that we serve. But none of those, those things come close. 
None of those things come close to who he is and what he is. There's nothing that comes close to his likeness. If anything, we, we need to be reminded of the God that we serve. And look at verse number 26. Lift up your eyes on high. He says, lift up your eyes on high. Look up. And behold, who hath created these things that bringeth out their hosts by number. He calleth them all by names, by the greatness of his might, for that he is strong in power, not one faileth. It says, look up to the sky and see. Look and see what God has created. Be reminded of his greatness. Because God is great. I remember a time in my life when I was so, so, so discouraged. And, you know, I, 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 was, I was discouraged. I, was, I, I didn't know what tomorrow was going to bring. And, and it was just, it was, it, was, it was a hard time. And I remember... I was, I, I was just praying and I was saying, Lord, just, just give me something to strengthen me today. Give me something to, to, to keep me fo- moving forward today. And I, and I got in the word of God and that's where I go some, you know, to be strengthened at times. And I opened up here to uh, chapter 40. And I read the whole chapter and boy was I encouraged. I was strengthened because I, I was encouraged because of the God that I serve. I was reminded that, that this God cares about me. And remember, keep in mind that he's answering here. He's answering Israel's cry. Hey, you forgot about me, God. God, you've forgotten about me. And, 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 and look, at, look, look at the things. Look how I'm being treated. And you haven't answered my call. God, have you forgotten me? How many of you feel like that sometimes? How many of you feel like, God, he, he, I'm going through all these difficult issues in my life, and, and maybe it's at work, maybe it's even here at church. You, you can feel like you're being attacked here at church. I have. And sometimes you just want to just walk away. You just want to leave it all alone and and just say, I'm done. I don't need this in my life. And God, you're not answering me and you see that the wrong is being done and and, and yet you, you let it go on. Have you forgotten? Have you forgotten me? And God wants us to be reminded. We may get discouraged, and we may feel a certain type of way, and, and maybe we want to quit, and maybe all those things are true. But you know what? God's word is still true, and God is still God. God doesn't change. God, God doesn't change his position. God doesn't change the way he feels about you or the plans that he has towards you. 
God's plans remain the same. It says there, The creator of the ends of the earth feigneth not, neither is weary. God remains faithful. God remains the same. And another thing we need to understand is that God, God's ways are not our ways. God's ways are without finding out. Look what it says there in the, in the end of that, uh, verse number 28. There is no searching of his understanding. Go with me to Psalm uh, chapter Psalm chapter 147. In verse number 5. Great is the Lord and of great power. His understanding is infinite. Uh, Romans chapter 11. Romans chapter 11. And we're going to be looking at verse 34, 33. Verse uh, number 33. Oh, the death of the rich... Riches both of the wisdom and knowledge of God. How unsearchable are his judgments and his ways past finding out. For who hath known the mind of the Lord, or who hath been his counselor? Or who hath first given to him, and it shall be recompensed unto him again? For of him, and through him, and to him are all things to whom be glory forever. His ways are unsearchable. Who has counseled God? And sometimes we get in a position in our life and we don't really understand what God is doing. And we get impatient. And we get discouraged. But even in those times, even in those times of weakness, even in those times, remember that God has the power to strengthen you. Look at verse 29. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth their strength. That word faint is to, to tire. It, it means that you have no more strength and no more, no more might to increase, to, 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 to move forward. Again, I want to ask you, have you been there? Maybe some of you have. Maybe some of you have been to that place where, where, where you said, I can't go any further from here. Lord, I, I don't know what your plans are, but, but this is as far as I can go. I, I can't go any further than, than where I'm at today. 
And then there are those who trust in their youth and the strength of their youth. But remember, keeping it in context what's going on here, the, the, the children of Israel are in bond, are in captivity in, in a different land. I've never been in a situation like that. I've never been in a situation like them, but, but uh, uh, we can see the application here because we have been called to uh, 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 the Great Commission. God has called us for a purpose. And there are times when, when we can uh, 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 get discouraged. But we have to remember to wait on the Lord. How many of you like to wait? I often see verses like, you know, verses that have the word wait. And I've always wondered, what does that mean? It says in verse 31, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. So what does it mean to wait? What what does it mean when you're waiting for something? You know, when when you pray and you say, God, I I need you to answer me today or I need you to answer me, like, very quickly. I need to hear from you soon. Right? And, And you don't wait. Right? You make your decision. And, and you just go about your whatever it is you were praying about and you just kind of just forget about God and, 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 and what, what you prayed and, and you, you can't wait for him. You don't have time. If you go to a restaurant and you order some food, Do you get up and leave before the food gets there? What do you do? Why do you wait? Because you know that the food is coming. You see, when we wait for God, we're showing God that we have faith in God, that he's going to answer our prayer, that he's going to answer what we asked of him. And you don't make your decision... You wait. It's not, God, I I need to hear from you. I I, want to hear from you, um, but I can't. And God hears your prayer, and God's going to answer your prayer, but it's in his timing, right? But they that wait upon the Lord. We wait for something. When we wait for something, it means that we expect it to come. I was waiting for my wife. I was waiting for her today. I wanted to leave because I didn't think she was going to come, but she did. But you wait for something that you expect. And when you cry out to God... 
You wait for God to answer because he's going to answer. Romans chapter 8. Let's go there real quick. Romans chapter 8. Romans chapter 8. We're going to be looking at verse number 25. But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it? That word hope is faith. We're hoping that this is going to come to pass, and because we hope for it, we're looking forward to it, what do we do? We wait for it. Because we're hoping for it. Because it's there. How many of you pray to God and, and are waiting for him to, to, to answer your prayer, but then you, do, you, you, you pray, but you don't wait? How many times have you done that? God promises that we will be renewed in strength if we call out to him. Let's go to Psalms chapter uh, 138. Verse number three. In the day when I cried, thou answerest me. And strengthenest me with strength in my soul. When we cry out to God, he says here, that God answered him. God strengthened. Shall renew their strength, and they shall mount up with wings as eagles, and they shall run. Maybe some of you have never been in that place where you just, you're crying out to God, you need God. And you no longer can run. And maybe it's because we're so independent as, as, as Americans, right? We're so independent, we don't need anything. We don't need anyone. But God wants us to need him. God desires that, that we need him, that we, that, we, that we want him in our life, that we want him to help us in our times of weakness. God wants us to desire uh, to have him in our life. 
Paul said in 2 Corinthians, Go with me to 2 Corinthians chapter 12. I'm in 1 Corinthians. 2 Corinthians chapter 12. And we're going to be looking at 9 and 10. And he said unto me, my, my grace is sufficient for thee, for my strength is made perfect in weakness. Most gladly, therefore, will I rather glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. Therefore, I take pleasure in my infirmities and in reproaches and necessities and persecutions and distress for Christ's sake. For when I am weak, then am I strong. Paul says, I glory. In necessities? When we have nothing and reproaches, because it is is then that, that God's strength is made perfect when we need him. But so often we don't need God. So often we, we live in a, in, in a nation that is so, self, uh, so self-reliant, independent. And so uh, instead of seeking God in, in, in things that we need in our life and, 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 and for him to uh, uh, give us those needs that we need and, and that strength to move forward, we, we say, no, God, I got this. I got I got two jobs. I got this, Lord. I don't need anything from you. It is then that can we can realize that. That we need him. Listen, we've been called to run a race. And I know that we're not going to Babylon or in Babylon, but, but we are in a nation that, that there's so many uh, distractions and, and, and things that get in the way of what God has called us to do. And so we, we, we tend to Tend to go about it on our own. But God says we will not, we will run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12. In verse 1, 
Wherefore, seeing we also are compassed about with so great a cloud of witnesses, let us lay aside every weight and the sin which so easily beset us, and let us run with patience the, the race that is set before us. I'll be honest with you. There have been times where I want to answer from God. And instead of waiting on God, being patient, and waiting on Him to uh, uh, answer, I go about it my own way. And then it's amazing I see God's way unfold. And if I would have just waited, if I would have just waited on God and seen him work, it is so much better. And God has over and over showed me, if you would have waited, this was going to happen. But you chose to go out about your own way. God wants us to wait on him. Because when we wait, we're expecting something from him. We are in this race. And we're to be patient. I'll tell you what. Patience is something that you have to learn. I have to learn. And I prayed for patience. And I kind of regret it. Because God teaches you patience, and, and God is patient. <laughs> and, and the patience doesn't stop. It keeps going until God gets you to that place where you want to go, where he wants you to be. Patience is hard to learn. But through the power of God, we can learn it. We've had, we've had some challenging times as a church. And there's still things we need to be patient about. There's still things that God is doing in our church. But we have to be patient. We have to wait. And God will strengthen us. I think of those saints in our church that, that are battling with these health issues. And they're going through some difficult times. And, and, and I think about them a lot. And I wonder, what are they thinking? Are they thinking, has God, has God forsaken me? And, and I see how they can uh, get to that place. And you know some of the people that I might be thinking about. There are going to come times 
in our Christian life, church, that we're going to face difficult times. It's going to come. And when those times come, when, when we're faced with, with, with those difficulties, and you feel like you don't want to fight anymore, you just want to give up. I remember feeling that way and, and just not wanting to do anything. I could just feel my knees just give out and I was just, I was done. I know what that feels like. But we have to remember. Number one, remember who God is. Hey, if you have to go outside on a dark night and look up and see the host of heaven and say, God created that. God has numbered the stars. He knows them all by name. We have to remember who God is. Remember that God has the power to strengthen you. And remember to wait on God. Because when we wait on God, we're expecting God to do something. We're expecting God to answer. But most importantly, remember who we are in Christ. Go with me to Ephesians, and this will be our last verse for tonight. Ephesians. Ephesians chapter 2. Verse number six. And hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. When I read that, I thought about that, that eagle that soars up into heaven. God says, And shall mount up with wings as eagles. And they shall run and not be weary. And they shall walk and not faint. And I thought about what Christ has done for us. And, and how, he has, how we have been raised up together. And made, and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ. That's encouraging for me. To know that, 
that God has set a place for me in glory. That there's a place awaiting me one day that I will be there one day. And and that is encouraging for me. And that's waiting. Because we know that this day is coming. We know that, that, that we're set there in heaven. In Christ. And I want to encourage you tonight, church. If you're here tonight and, and, you, and you, you're struggling with things in your life. I want you to know that there's a God in heaven. I want you to know that there's a God in heaven that created all things. And he cares for you. He cares about those things in your life and those things in those situations in your life. And he says to wait. And he will answer. And if you're here tonight and you don't know where you're going to spend eternity. I want to tell you that there's a God in heaven that sent his son to this earth to die for you. And I want to tell you that you can trust him. And you can cry out to him. And he will save you. For whosoever shall call upon the name of the Lord shall be saved. I want to thank you for listening tonight, Brother uh, John. If you can come up and see us out. As they come out, come forward. uh, I told Brother John that I wouldn't leave him by himself this time and walk off. But if you have anything you'd like to pray about or, or something that that you want God to deal with you on or whatever it may be. The altars are open. And if you don't know Jesus Christ, there are people here that can help you. Brother John. Page 168. Does Jesus care?
want to encourage you uh, to continue to stay faithful and stay trusting in God. There are things in our life that we don't quite understand all the time, and, and those are the times that we need to wait on God and just trust in him and know that, that he's going to see us through it. God bless each and every one of you. Our brother John is going to dismiss us, and, and uh, God bless you. Thank you, Lord. Hey! Uh-huh.